time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is Monday morning for you guys out there starting another week off here, the first official week in October. So how fun is that? The uh, The fall season is here. Uh, we have baseball playoffs starting up. We have the NFL college football in full swing. And before you know it, we'll have uh, NHL starting and that sport. What's it? NBA. I think it's called something like that. I, I wouldn't know personally, but anyway, uh, a lot of great things ahead here, uh, for the podcast as well. This is a Monday morning edition of the podcast during the football season. So we will be chatting about the real Hondo prep victory from this weekend. We are recording this on Sunday and the game was yesterday, a uh, Saturday afternoon game, uh, noon start, I should say uh, high noon. There at Bosco Tech, Rio Hondo Prep came out victorious, 41 to nothing. Another blowout win. Uh, some good things, some bad things. We'll talk about all of those with head football coach Mark Carson. Uh, just kind of recapping the game, talking about the team. As we're heading into league play here, league play starts this Friday against Campbell Hall. And if you remember, we've talked about it on this show before, but with the the, the uniqueness to this league because there's two, you know, top dogs really uh, in, uh, I forget their, uh, their names uh, from Lancaster. Oh, I should know this. Paraclete, I believe. I could be wrong. Anyway, I've messed it up already. <laughs> I've messed it up. Sierra Canyon is the other one. Anyway, there's two top teams in the league who aren't playing these other schools. So basically, the, because they're just a, a, a different level, really, than everybody else, they, they are going to be um, the one and two seed uh, representatives in the league. So with the remaining three teams, uh, or is it four? See, I'm already messed up this morning. I haven't had enough copy, but uh, however many teams left, there's only one playoff spot. And if you had to kind of predict who that playoff spot would go to, it was either going to be Real Hondo Prep or Campbell Hall. Brentwood's in the mix too. Uh, they're pretty good as well. So kind of uh, three teams. Uh, there is a fourth team uh, viewpoint, but they are probably not um, uh, necessarily uh, in the hunt, we'll say. But anyway, uh, basically three teams going for one spot. So this game is huge. And remember, there's no real automatic uh, at-large bids anymore. You can't leave it up to anything uh, anymore uh, with CIF for sure. Um, but, uh, you know, so this game is really, really important on Friday. Um, they're only taking one team from from uh from this this uh this setup they got going so um yeah three teams or four teams going for one spot basically rio has three league games whoever has the best record out of those three teams uh is is going to advance so brentwood viewpoint and campbell hall campbell hall this weekend and um yeah it goes without saying that uh, you don't want to leave it up to any tiebreakers or anything you know three-way ties or or, or two, you know two-way four-way ties. you don't want to leave it up to anything like that so Got to handle business Friday. Huge game. We're going to talk to Mark about Campbell Hall a little bit as well, kind of uh, uh, previewing that game since it is such a big one. And then uh, after that interview, we're going to be joined 
by senior Calvin Johnson. I hope you guys have enjoyed hearing from the players the past few weeks, Gio Ortega, Damian Diaz, trying to uh, bring on a senior every week and, and see what they're, what they're like, get their, uh, get their insight um, from, uh, from, from behind the helmet, if you will, uh, from inside the helmet or, or on the field or whatever uh, the uh, phrase is or should be. But anyway, that's, that's the plan for today. Hope you guys will enjoy today's episode. I really want to say thank you to a few people out there who uh, wrote in, emailed the show, if you will. I've been uh, requesting that people do that the past few uh, weeks just to kind of, uh, you know, get the blood flowing and, and stimulate some conversation here from the fans. So uh, we're going to hear two great questions. One from John Lee, our good friend in, uh, up in Oregon, who's a big fan of the show. And we heard from Jessica Sanchez. Uh, well, she's Jessica Hanna now, but uh, Jessica Sanchez, who was uh, the cousin of a classmate of mine at Rio, uh, Becky Hetty. And uh, Jessica has a brother who plays uh, on the on the current team, Jaden Sanchez. So um, uh, great question she sent in. So two great questions we'll send to uh, Coach Carson and see what he has to say. So uh, let me get a coffee refill here. And then we're going to bring on uh, Coach Coach Mark Carson today, recapping the, um, the uh, game from yesterday and then previewing the upcoming game. Um, I'm not sure again what our Wednesday show is going to be. I did a Facebook Live last week kind of with some NFL predictions. I think what I'm going to do is just do a short show on Wednesdays uh, if Bill Barnes does not return. And if he does, great. Uh, or if he comes on, you know, weekly or monthly or whatever, whenever, if he can come in at all, we, we'd love to have him. But uh, since it is football season, while we're doing the Rio preview and recap show on Mondays, I think I'll do kind of a, a sports and random thoughts show on Wednesdays for now. Uh, and then when the Rio season um, ends, uh, hopefully near December or, or something like that, we will uh, we'll adjust the schedule accordingly. But for now, that's the, the schedule. Uh Real football on Mondays, kind of random sports, random topics just with me. Probably be a real quick show too, like 30 minutes. And then, of course, a great guest on Friday. And I got a great guest this Friday that uh, I may or may not tell you guys about uh, uh, at the end of the show. But let's bring on uh, Coach Carson after, of course, I grab myself another cup of coffee. Uh, but yeah, let's get into the Real Hondo Prep football chat with head football coach Mark Carson. Okay, joined once again by the head football coach of Rio Hondo Prep, Mark Carson, coming off of a 41 to nothing victory over Bosco Tech to improve to 6-0. and Good morning, Coach Carson. Good morning, Matt. How are you? I'm doing good, sir. Doing very well. Always, always better after a win. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, Mark, uh, I was actually in attendance for the first half of your game on Saturday against the Bosco Tech Tigers. Uh, kind of a unique atmosphere we'll say uh no bleachers on either side kind of a hill behind you guys where parents brought their chairs and uh you know they were trying they had a little band there a little stack shot i mean what'd you make of the uh the morning uh i don't know i don't know how to say it the morning environment there at bosco tech on saturday yeah i guess they had uh always played uh rented a field mm. traditionally up until maybe last year and um they had this new uh beautiful looking, you know, artificial field put in and, um, but it doesn't seem like it's quite ready to host, host the game, you know, <laughs> uh, with, with, yeah, nowhere for the fans and especially if you're playing it, um, in the morning or, or afternoon as it was, um, no real shade. And so you had all these canopies, all these pop-ups, these easy ups, and, uh, I'm sure they obstructed the, the fans views and we had four on our sideline. 
just provide some shit. Um, and so, you know, it was a uh, unique experience, but we give them credit for trying. Um, and uh, I lo- love for their sake to see them, you know, get some lights on that field or, or at least, just play, you know, move your games to morning game times or something. Well, it's not like you couldn't throw some bleachers there behind the bank. You and I talked about that yesterday. I mean, th- throw some bleachers up. It's not an ideal situation, but you you could you could make that a a, a decent home home space there. Yeah, home game. yeah. So yeah, and they got great parking. You know, yeah, like you said, they had a nice concession setup. So it's you know it's 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 they're not that far away. No, and, um, you know, so good for them to to get games on campus. I know that means a lot. You know, no one likes going off campus for every game, so. I'm good for them doing yeah. that and uh, hopefully they get it, yeah, they get it going. It, Their coach seemed like a real guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. They seemed uh, very, you know, they were trying hard, competing. And uh, I like seeing programs that put in effort, you know, one way or another. Effort as far, not on the field, but that matters too. But just everything around it, you and I have talked about that before. I mean, just uh, everything that goes into a football program. So, yeah, best of luck to the Tigers and moving forward. Uh, uh, yeah, I saw uh, real uh, Dean Minner, Dean uh, not Dean Minner, Mike Minner across the way running the running the clock over there. I know his son played at Boston and for you guys, so that was kind of cool to see. But uh, Mark, let's talk about the game. Then we'll get into uh, Campbell Hall this upcoming Friday, which uh, I, I know we definitely want to talk about. And then we had two questions uh, for you from some fans, alumni, and then a third came in from our good friend Nick Gonzalez. So uh, three questions for for you today. I hope you're ready to go. Yeah, we're ready. Okay, so 41 nothing on paper looks like a good win, uh Mark, but you know, to start the game, it was it was hot for October and that should never be an excuse. It's hot for both teams, the officials, everybody. Um but honestly, you know, I thought you guys looked a little a little sluggish. You fumbled on the second play of the game. Do you think the heat or the day game or the, you know, coming straight off the bus, not having a locker room, uh, kind of not having your regular setup. Do you think it, that had to do anything with kind of your slow start? Um, maybe it's the normal energy that you have, that you, you know, you on a, on a Friday night wasn't there um, at the level that we like to have it. Um, that it was definitely hot. You know, I'm not going to lie. And um, when you're playing on an artificial surface, the heat's not only coming from above, it's coming from the ground too. And uh, if you're uncomfortable watching it as a fan or just standing there as a coach, um, imagine having all that equipment on and running around. Um, But yeah, like you said, it's the same for both teams and um, no excuses either way. And so, yeah, the the fumble on that first drive um, was not ideal. And uh, you do that. uh, We do that next week. And, um, you know, we're going to have to, we'd pay for it big time. Mm. So it's, it's something that we got to make sure we're, we're ready to go, but it happens. And it, it, so it's good for our guys to, to have to deal with that a little adversity and, and, um, you know, push through it. It was, you know, most games, um, they're so fun and they happen so fast, right? Wait, it's over, you know? And, uh, I think yesterday with the heat, it was kind of like, man, when is it over? You know, I think that's, <laughs> And, you know, and so uh, I think it was a little bit different that way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, adversity's good. You got through it. Um, you know, you guys got it going eventually, but you're right. If you make kind of those mistakes against a, a really good team in Campbell hall or someone uh, in the playoffs, I mean, that, that's, that's going to hurt you. Um, can't remember you guys turning the ball over this early in a game. I know it's kind of come late in games with uh, second or third string guys in there. So uh, that was interesting. And, and the other thing that struck me, and we've talked a lot about uh, your offense and, 
how versatile it is. It seemed to me like you guys came out in a new look, kind of the spread formation. Uh, were you guys trying something new there? Or, I mean, I don't know. That's what, to me, the timing seemed off on everything as well. I mean, or am I just uh, seeing things? Yeah, no, you, you're, you're on it 100%. We wanted to, uh, we did some no huddle too. So we wanted to get a little work on our no huddle mm-hmm. uh, game. Uh, and we decided let's just do it at the start of the game. You know, rather than it wouldn't look good to do it if we get up. And so uh, we haven't had a chance to do that in a game because we've always been up. And so we're like, let's just start with no huddle and our spread. And and uh, that's why, yeah, it definitely looked looked a little different. I'm not criticizing. I'm just observing. I'm just observing. Uh, uh, you know, in, in Wayne. Right. In Randy, we trust. No, uh, a great play caller, uh, best in the business. Um, but uh, yeah, it was interesting to me to see that. It's like, okay, we haven't seen that before to my knowledge, but you're right. You got to practice these things in game situation in, in real life games, because uh, yeah, you don't want it. Uh, the second round of the playoffs to be the first time you, you're doing something really. So um, no, I, I understood it. I understood it all for sure. Um Something that stuck out for me on the sideline, great work, but everyone on the sideline had a water bottle. I mean, I th- think I heard you guys were running low on water by halftime. I mean, the, the staff and the, the non-players, if you will, everyone was doing a great job really in keeping guys hydrated. I saw you had guys had little spray bottles, uh, you know, that for, I don't know, the barbers use and stuff. I mean, that was very unique. You guys are every little trick in the trade you guys could do to stay hydrated out there. Yeah. Credit Dr. Walsh with uh, being on top of that. Um, and uh, that was spray balls right to his idea. And then we brought towels. We brought, a, we brought an ice, um, a cooler full of ice and water and just would get the towels um, wet. And anytime the guys came off, just kind of squeeze that on top of them, down their back, drench them with that. Um, yeah, just try to keep your body temperature down keep them cool. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. the guys, the manager, and, uh, yeah, he had three jugs of water, and uh, we ran out. We were running out, so I think we were, we were able to fill up it at halftime hard work by the uh, the hydration crew yeah yeah that's cool man you guys gotta get one of those giant cool zone uh you know cooled mist sprays that they have on those <laughs> nfl sidelines and such those would probably cost a pretty penny but uh anyway yeah, yeah. that'd be a good idea you alumni uh, out there who uh, the- you, you alumni out there who want to contribute in some way you know there's a lot there's a few hot teams uh, <laughs> uh anyway mark uh, yeah here I'm sorry. We're on kind of a little delay here, Mark. We'll get through it. I'll try to, I'll try to not interrupt you. And then uh, there's kind of a slight delay after I'm done talking, but we'll get through it. It's just adversity. We'll, we'll fight through it, man. Okay. Yeah. That's all we can do. Anyway, here we go. Okay. So uh, the other thing that stuck out, Mark was uh, one of your top players, uh, your, your, your big guy on the field, really uh, Ryan McCullough did not play. He did. He did not dress. I mean, that's not a secret to anybody that was, uh, there or watched. I mean, he, he did not participate, didn't even dress. So can you comment on his uh, status for this Friday's game? Yeah, he, he's going to go Friday for sure. Um, it was, it was more of a, um, precautionary thing after he, he was injured in the Linfield game the week before. And, um, just want to keep him as fresh as possible for Friday, big one on Friday. So Absolutely. He's going to go. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. He'll, he'll be good to go. Good to hear it. Um, yeah. Pre- precaution is good. And um, yeah, keeping guys fresh for sure. It, especially when you have such a small roster. I mean, one injury really sets off a, a whole chain of events. We're going to feel it. It's, you're not just losing one guy. You're losing four positions at least. Right. So 
good good to be cautious good to be cautious uh sluggish start i talked about that uh, then you went to the rio running game you really uh you really uh, paid off there um not much to be said about this game uh, except for the uh, you know the heat and the kind of the start uh but but a little comedy if you will Mark, I've watched a lot of football over the years. A lot. I've been a part of games. I've seen some really re- weird things. I think you know where I'm going with this. I cannot remember ever, maybe one time, seeing a kickoff go backwards. You guys had a negative yard kickoff. You tried an onside early on. The ball spun the weird way. I was glad you guys jumped on it because I thought a Bosco kid was going to take it for six. But uh, do you care to comment on the backwards kickoff you guys had? Um. Not how we practiced it, to say the least. And, yeah, I agree. I don't think I've ever seen that. And I was just like, what was that? And um, our uh, our kicker responded well with his, his, his next few kicks, including our PATs and stuff. So it's all good. But, um, yeah, that was that was ugly and kind of embarrassing. <laughs> Sorry, I had to comment because, I, I, you know, it was a little steamy on the field and, the, and partic- particularly on the sideline at that time. I was glad I was there for that. And to see it in person, a <laughs> backwards kickoff. Oh, funny to laugh about. It won't happen again. I know that. Uh, but uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, you guys are up 27, nothing and a half. You guys pulled away 41 uh, to nothing. Maybe that's what. Go ahead. Yeah, maybe that's his eyes or something. I don't know. Sweating his eyes? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? No, he does a great yeah. job. <laughs> on the kicks, but that was just really funny to see. And maybe, you know, the practice, more practice, who knows, will pay off, but uh, really funny stuff. Uh, Geo, another punt return. I, I still can't figure out. I hope hope guys keep kicking to him, uh, punting to him, but another punt return for him. Big play there. And then uh, Jonathan Guerrero really got going. Calvin Johnson, who will be on the program later today. Uh, we've talked about him before, but with Ryan being out, uh, Calvin really got more involved in the offense this week, particularly with carries. Yeah, he's our um, second fox that we call him, or fullback. And um, Calvin's cool. He's he's like the Swiss Army knife on our team. He can he can literally play anywhere on the field and and do it uh, well. And so uh, we've had like five injuries wrong. We had to. Uh, that's just a credit to him, how good of a football player he is. And, uh, and he's, he's good at it. So it's cool. It's cool for him. Yeah. It's nice to see a, uh, a Johnson fullback, a uh, little history there from Rio Hondo prep, his old man, Rick Johnson. Uh, uh, who was I talking with Jeff Fairley on the sideline? We were chatting about the fullback position and how the real Hondo offense used to basically be uh you know there's tailback you at sc and then kind of fullback high was real hondo prep the fullback was the featured back in the offense it's changed a little bit but yeah uh rick johnson rod heaton uh, I'll, I'll, pr- I'll probably forget a bunch of names but the fullback really was the featured back back in the day yeah and uh jeff himself was a fullback um his junior year on that team so um yeah, fullback is has always been an, an important position he's not the feature guy anymore but always been an important part of our offense and uh Hey, uh, it's like a unicorn in modern day football. The team's playing with fullbacks. You don't see it very often. 
I know uh, the 49ers come to mind. They got a, a good guy in a uh, use, use check. I think a really good fullback. Yeah. I love, I love me a good fullback, especially, uh, you know, catching passes out in the uh, of town, Tom Rathman, Daryl Moose Johnson. Uh, but yeah, modern football, it's kind of gone away. It's good to see you guys using two or even three backs sometimes. So yeah, Calvin got more carries. We'll talk with him later today. Uh, Mark, I want to get to a few questions before, um, we lose you uh, today. We got, uh, I thought we had two questions. I actually got three questions. They're all uh, in written word. So uh, let's go to, uh, we heard from John Lee, Jessica, Hannah, and uh, Nick Gonzalez, uh, all Rio alums. So here's the first question from uh, Jessica, Hannah, class of 08 sister to Jaden Sanchez, a player on your team. She says, question for Mark, having grown up in care and Pearl and Rio, I know what it feels like to basically grow up with your team, but watching it happen on my brother's team has been extra special. They are very close, uh, close class and great friends. Do you think Rio has an advantage even when playing other schools that may have more talent because many of our teams have, or teams have played together since childhood. Have you noticed correlations with better seasons played and better relationships amongst the teammates? Thanks. Go Rio. Go number 51. Thanks, Jessica. Yeah, great question, Jessica. And I think you hit it right on the button. It's uh, definitely an advantage I think we have. Every probably nine out of ten football programs in America will will have um, talk about brotherhood and all this. And, um, you know, everyone talks about it. But at Rio, it's um, authentic. And so you, you not only have guys who play football together, but they've been playing football together for maybe um, six years in our middle school team through high school. And they might've played against each other in, in care youth league. And then they're with each other. You know, a lot of schools, you play football season ends, everyone goes their separate ways. Um, but our guys are together playing other sports. Um, and then we'll, you know, we travel together and, and in the summers um, they do class trips and all that together. And so they're just, they know each other closer as close as as the closest brothers would and so you think about that when you go on the field you're going to you do not want to let that guy down and you do not want to um and he knows he knows if you're if you're really going after it and getting after it uh, because you know each other so well and so uh yeah jessica without a doubt that's a huge advantage we have and then just the the chemistry that goes with that right and so you have great chemistry and, and knowing who's going to, you know, on defense, you're going to know, hey, I know that guy's going to be here at the right time. I know he's going to be on time. I know he's going to have his fits right. He's going to take a good angle. And you know what he brings, um, strengths and weaknesses to the team. And so um, that's great. You know, and another great aspect, um, there's a lot that you can say about this, this subject, but it's the accountability factor. You know, you're holding each other accountable. Um, and, you know, I think football is one of the few few segments in society nowadays where there is accountability, right? And that's extra um, extra true when, when the guy playing next to you is someone you know and you've known for years. You know, if you went back to elementary school with him, you've known him 10 years. And so um, they're going to be accountable to each other on the field, of course, and off the field. And so it's it's um, a really cool dynamic. And, and it was funny, I had um, – after the game, the Bosco Tech coach, um, Coach Rogers, was asking me, uh, hey, man, I'd love to pick your brain when the season ends, you know, uh, see how you guys do it. And, and um, 
you know, chat with you guys sometime. And I'm like, yeah, no problem. No problem. That sounds good. And uh, I'd be happy to help, you know, and, um, but it couldn't be explained in one, you know, one quick sentence and, and what we do. And it's, and um, it's something, you know, that aspect of our, of our school, very few schools, you know, Bosco just starts in ninth grade, right? So you're not going to have these guys who've been together for so many years. And so, um, yeah, it's a long answer to Jessica's question, but 100% yes, it's, it's part of the, the secret sauce at Real Home Pro. No, it'd be hard to replicate really what Rio does uh, with, you know, the kids. And other, other programs have kind of uh, youth football or junior high football, but there's not many. And I think uh, it's a tribute to them, the, the, the schools that do that. So, and, and it's nice to see, Mark, that, you know, uh, to Jessica's question here, like, People notice it. Her, she's a she. Her she's a, a sister to uh, to Jaden, uh, of course. So she's kind of got a front row seat. But it's nice to see that people do notice and pay attention and are like, "Hey, man, there's there's some there's some there's some magic to this." And and so uh, yeah, a great question. Jaden, uh, uh, her brother played well yesterday. Made a few really good tackles. I was very impressed. Uh, so thank you for the question, uh, Jessica, Hannah, and uh, what's up? Yeah, Jaden's not. Yeah, Jaden's awesome football player. And, uh, Michael. Okay. Sorry for the technical issues. Mark, what were you saying about Jaden Sanchez? Oh, he's just an awesome football player. Um, great O-lineman, and then even better, Mike Linebacker, um, the heart and soul, really, of our defense. If you if you want to watch the game kind of from a different perspective, just watch Jaden mm. and just focus on 50 more and uh, what's he doing, the plays he's making, and, and you would have a great time just watching that. Um, and you say, well, I'm going to miss the action. I'm like, no, you're not, because he'll he'll end up at the ball every play. You know, <laughs> it's yeah. awesome player. Yeah, I think my buddy, uh, Chris Gonzalez, I went to a football Niners-Rams game with my with my friend Chris, and uh, the Niners were really good, playing great defense, and he was really funny. He goes – Hey, is Patrick Willis was a great linebacker for the Niners. And he said, Hey, if you want to find the ball, just, just watch 52. He'll take you there or whatever it was. So no, you're right. Uh, Jaden, uh, I love linebacker play and, uh, yeah, he, he, he does a great job for you guys. Sorry. We are just on a pause one. I don't know what's going on with the, this technology today. We'll, we'll keep going. Uh, thank you, Jessica, uh, Hannah, uh, for that question and, uh, for coach Carson, a uh, very in-depth question there. Uh, good stuff. Uh, maybe, yeah. maybe it's your location, Mark. I don't know. Uh, so he's Go going, on. he's going outside. Yeah. Put your right hand in the sky. See, ya, and then, uh, and then lift your <laughs> leg. Don't move, uh, working on reception here. Anyway, uh, coach, another question <laughs> from, good? yeah, yeah, that's good. Oh, we got a sweet playground back there, man. You got a great setup. Yeah. Yes. He's yes, now, sir. He's now outside. He, the, the, he's with the, the fortress behind him, uh, uh, for his girls <laughs> to run around in. Okay, let's get a question from John Lee, our good friend up in Oregon, class of 92, I think. I could be wrong. Um, anyway, John's been on here before. Uh, John's really got – I don't know if you've seen him in a while, Mark. John is pretty fit. That dude, uh, he's pumped some iron. And uh, so, no doubt, uh, he'd ask you this. He says, I would like to know a little bit about the weight training program and its growth to where it is now versus back in the day when building the bleachers was the extent of it. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's come a long way. Um, we had a dedicated weight room, which we never had in high school, but we, we have one. And then uh, over the pandemic, that huge project we did um, has just really transformed it into a, you know, a college level facility. Um, 
maybe not the size that you would see at a, at a college program, but the um, as far as the, the level of, of equipment um, that we got from Rogue Fitness, which is really um, there's Rogue and then there's everybody else. Um, and then the space, you know, is great. We can work out essentially the whole team at one time. And um, if you haven't been down to see it at Rio, um, next time you're down, John, or anybody else, feel free to, to, to connect with me and we'll show you around. Um, it's made just a huge difference in our program um, for this year and will continue for many years, which is exciting. And um, the finishing touches aren't even all done yet, it's, but it's, it's fully functional. But um, it's just been a huge blessing. And um, our uh, we estimate we didn't spend out this much cash, but in kind donations and um, the work that was done uh, and the, the money raised, we, we estimate it's about a 350 and, and you'll see it if you, if you come down and um, be very uh, impressed and probably a little jealous from your playing days yeah. um, that we have that, but moving forward, it's going to be a great tool. And so, um, yeah. As far as off season, um, got to credit our, our, our good friend, Gabe Perez, who, who uh, owned and operated a CrossFit gym for a long time. Um, he helped design a program for us, um, knowing the real Honda prep athlete and, and what we're, we're asked to do. We asked our kids to do, and um, that's been really useful. And, and we're still using his stuff and um, that he designed and, and both for the summer training, which was um, more intense, four or five days a week. And, and now we're in our in-season mode uh, where the guys will lift um, two days a week, um, sometimes three, and they'll have a, we have a uh, agility, speed, and cardio sessions that go with that. It kind of all ties together um, to make the complete athlete, complete football player, uh, a guy that can go out on a, on a hundred degree day playing on artificial surface. It feels like 110 and play the game and not really come out and um, win 40 to nothing. So, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And uh, I don't know if that quite answered the question, but yeah. No, I, I've, I've seen the weight room in person. You gave me a, a little tour. It's come a long way. I, I was blown away when I walked in there. I saw the amount of weights you guys had, the amount of, uh, you know, Olympic Olympic sets, setups there. You had it. Uh, for those that don't know, it's been totally remodeled where for, for the old alumni, where it used to be the, the old locker room underneath or kind of by concession, that boys locker room uh, and the girls bathroom there and the old, what would that have been? The science lab. I mean, that is all that's turned. In, yeah. That's all like one long weight room now. Uh, and there's more projects in the works, right? Going to be, I think, a TV. You were saying, and we'll, we'll get, we yeah. got to get some photos, some photos for the fans, and I'll post it on the on the page. Because uh, once, yeah. once it's all finished, we'll we'll, uh, we'll do a uh, maybe we'll do a uh, a tour or something. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. Not there on a morning. It's a lot. It's a lot more than that uh, rusty bench press we used to have underneath the uh, the scoreboard at Carefield there. And you got some windows you can look out on the. I mean, it's a really nice setup, Mark. You guys have done a great job with it, John. You got to fly down just to uh, just to get a workout in. Yes, yes, John. And you, you can uh, if you're down here, feel free. You need, <laughs> need, need to get a pump in down visiting your folks, um, um, your dad or your 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 brother. You come by and get a pump in for sure. And yeah. <laughs> Yes. And of course you mentioned it, you were breaking up a little bit, but uh, I mean, it, a lot of, uh, 
you know, again, alumni and, and just donations. I mean, the program is really blessed to have people that contribute so much. Yeah, huge support, and we couldn't have done it without them. So thank you all those out there who, who chipped in and uh, were part of it. Well, Mark, uh, one final question from uh, Nick Gonzalez, who was on the first ever Rio Hondo 11-man championship team, a former – I think he was, he played for you as a uh, as a kid too, right, on Care Youth League? Right. Yeah, so yes, – uh, yeah, good stuff. So uh, Nick Gonzalez from the class of 06, my brother's class, uh, and on that championship team in 05, who beat Campbell Hall, which we'll get to here before we got to get you go, uh, let you go. But uh, he says, hi, Mark. I know you mentioned there is only one playoff spot up for grabs in your league. However, is an at-large bid another possibility in getting in as well? I'm going to do my best to get out there on Friday night. Um, thanks, Nick. Yeah, Nick was a great player. Um, I believe he got the game clinching interception um, against Campbell Hall in that CIF championship game. So, um, great player, great to hear from you, Nick. Uh, short answer is no. Um, <laughs> if if we don't win out in league, we're we're most likely not going into playoffs. Now there is, and this is all a brand new system for everybody, so um, no one knows for sure. But they say there are some at larges, but it really depends on where you fall in the. Um, rankings and where where that puts you in in what division that puts you in and if those that division has open spots and so um really to get a at-large berth with it, it dave drain um who kind of analyzes all this stuff for our staff um and really kind of dug deep in the weeds and figured it out he just says uh, you'd have to get lucky and so it the only way to guarantee playoffs is to win out and then um if not you would have to hope to get lucky and we don't want to leave it to luck, obviously. Well, and theoretically, I mean, the the you could you could lose a game in league. I mean, it's it's four teams going for one spot. So whoever has the best record out of those four teams, right, is going to advance. Correct. Yeah. And I guess if there would be a tie or something, you'd have to do a, a league tiebreaker. Which, which would be league, I think it's just going to flip, yeah. Ugh. Oh, we hate those. Uh, we do hate those. Uh, so, well, Mark, let's talk about uh, Campbell Hall. And, and look, at, I don't want to. I don't want to uh, dismiss viewpoint, but when you look at Campbell Hall and Brentwood, I mean, they are probably the top dogs. The the top competition you guys are going to face uh, this year. You first have to play Campbell Hall. Um, I saw here they're seven and zero. This game is Friday night at Care Park in Irwindale. Seven and zero. Some impressive victories. One common opponent was Pasadena Poly uh, in week three for them, August 27th. They beat Poly, or excuse me, September 3rd, uh, 54 to seven. They've put up some made uh, a lot of points, it seems. Their one close game was a 27 23 win over La Cañada High School. Other than that, they've really put up 40, 50 points a game, even 60 points in, in, in one case. Uh, what do you know about Campbell Hall? Have you seen film? Have you seen them? What are your thoughts on playing them this Friday night? Yeah, seen um, watched several of the games on film, and um, including the Poly game, uh, Coach Smoke was kind enough to share that with us. Um, and then went and saw them live last night, and uh, they're legit. So it's it's a uh, spread offense with two really talented wide receivers and a quarterback who's uh, kind of a dual threat, um, but can spread the ball around. Great arm and. Um, can also tuck it down and run. So, uh, and that's backed up by a good O line, good good scheme, 
Uh, you can tell they're well coached. So um, we're going to have our hands full, to say the least. But it, it's going to be fun. We're looking forward to the challenge as a staff. And I know the guys are, are looking forward to the game. Um, homecoming. So there's going to be uh, probably even a little bigger crowd than we might normally have. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. And it's for all the marbles. So Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. It's like I, a – like a playoff game in the middle of the season, which is, which is cool. And I like what you guys, I don't know if this is always a part of the scheduling, but I feel like Rio, some schools bring in kind of a, a doormat to play during homecoming. So it's a nice special night. Everyone goes home happy. Rio, I feel like always brings in a, a tough competitor. So guys, uh, seriously, if you, if you haven't been to a game this year, uh, this is the one to get to homecoming biggest game of the year. We say it, we've said it a few times on the podcast, but this, this one really is camp against the Campbell hall Vikings. So homecoming. Yeah. I love the scheduling Mark. Yeah. Um, the homecoming date is actually picked by the, uh, the carriers league girls program and how it fits in their uh, schedule as far as, cause they're doing the <laughs> halftime. So it's really luck of the draw. Sometimes we get a good game. Sometimes we don't, but this year it's going to be a great game. So you're going to get your money's worth. What, uh, how, how are they defensively? Uh, I have seen, they have given up some points in some of their blowouts They've still kind of given up, you know, uh, 20 plus points, uh, even though they're scoring 50 or 60. So what do you see defensively from them? Yeah, they're solid defensively. Um, like us though, a lot of their guys are playing both ways. So, um, maybe they might have a little more depth, but pretty much the same deal as us, you know, so their, their best players are playing both ways. Um, they fly around. They're good. They're really solid. We haven't seen them play a team like us, you know, a team that kind of a ground and pound run team. Um, everyone they play pretty much is a spread uh, offense. And so um, we'll see how they, they line up and, and um, that'll be some in-game uh, improv- improvisation on, on figuring out how they're trying to stop us um, and how we block them. But um, yeah, they're good. I mean, they're a good team. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think it's the game. This is the first game all year where we're the, at least according to Cal Preps, the underdog. So it'll be good. No, it'll be interesting. Again, with the spread offense, uh, it sounds like they got some great athletes and they execute it. Um, That has been something that, uh, I mean, if we're honest over the years is, is, has given you guys some fits at times when things are, uh, you know, out, out in the open on the perimeter, but you guys got some, some, some darn good athletes as well. So maybe this year, uh, I think your secondary is going to get a lot of work. Uh, you know, I don't know how much, you know, you don't, don't say anything, of course, but I don't know. It's going to be a chess match. I think for you guys, like, do we, do we blitz a lot? Do we drop more? Uh, if you're if your front three gets great pressure, like it did yesterday, um, uh, that's a game changer for you guys. Uh, so defensively, yeah, you're going to have your hands full. I, I, I believe in the real Hondo offense. I think it, uh, it's going to ground and pound and then bust a big play here and there. But uh, defensively, I think is where this game is going to be one mark. Yeah, we got to get stops. Um, you know, we get, we think we go into a game, we got to get a combination of six. Uh, six takeaways, three and outs, or fourth down stops. If we get a total of that, uh, we'll win the game. And um, uh, combined total somehow of those, those, those three elements, uh, takeaways, three and outs, or fourth down stops, I think our offense is going to, like you said, be effective and um, – you know, it's going to, it's going to be total football and we, yeah. we got to win the game and whatever it takes to, to do that, we're going to have to do. I saw the team before the game uh, kind of huddle up um, 
I think it was right before the anthem or after, and you guys huddled up and put your arms around each other. Uh, uh, you know, first time seeing that in, in person, uh, something kind of new for me I, that I've seen. But um, w- what is that? Is, just, is that just one final little pep talk for you guys, or is that is, is that a team prayer? Do you say the alma mater? I mean, what goes on in that little huddle? If you if you can comment. Yeah, yeah. So um, we'll always do a huddle right before, and and then we do our uh, uh, we just call it three hugs, and so they'll go they'll go find three teammates and give them a hug and and uh, um, express that to each other, but express a little love to each other. But uh, we also did yesterday because we didn't have a locker room, uh, our, our normal team prayer. We usually do do a team prayer in the locker room. Mm. Um, it's just a quick um, or it's the Lord's prayer. We all say it in unison, and then we go out to the field. But because there was no locker room, we we just did it on the field. Okay. I'm not trying to give away secrets or anything, just observations yeah, for, no, it's all good. for our fans yeah. out there. Yeah, but who, yeah, 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 you would never see that because it's usually in, in, in the locker room. Yeah, no, I, I like it. There's, there's a lot of things Rio does uh, that stand out that are different uh, to me. Things that I noticed over the years, you know, it's uh, yeah. The prayer before the, the game in the locker room uh, amongst each other uh, captains holding hands. I don't know how that became a thing. Rio doesn't do that. I, I like that. Uh, my dad really likes that. He's like, we don't do that. Rio, you know, <laughs> he's great. We don't do that nonsense. Uh, you want to be brothers. That's fine. Brother teammates and everything, but captains holding hands. I don't understand that. Uh, Rio doesn't do that. And then the handshake at the end of the game, I always notice that the Rio coaches are at the back of the line, usually just in line with the players. Most other programs, the coaching staff kind of goes out in front off to the side to shake each other's hand, but the real coaches are just in the back. I don't know if that, if you guys talk about that stuff or that just became a thing, but it's thing like that, that I noticed. Yeah. I don't know. We like to, I like to shake the players hands, man. Mm. I like to look those kids in the eye. Cause I appreciate what they're doing too. Just like I appreciate our kids. And so I like to just congratulate them on a good game and, and, and uh, be able to see them. And then I'll, yeah, then we will of course go talk to the other coaches and all that. But, but I think the players deserve that our respect, uh, the opposing players. Uh, definitely. That. Definitely. It's uh, it's, it's little things that uh, Rio does that really, you know, are, are, are different in a good way. And we'll get into more stuff like that observations and kind of break down the program here throughout the season as, as we've been doing, because I have some other questions for you. I know you got to go here soon, but uh, some questions that I want to get to eventually with you uh, kind of a preview, if you will, for, for fans and everything kind of, what is a typical week of preparation uh, Mark, who are some outside coaches you've learned through, uh, learned, learned from the most, uh, just those types of things that we'll get to probably next week and beyond. Uh, I saw your D line kind of four point stance, more than three point stances real quick. Is that something uh, you guys do for balance and for, for leverage or, uh, or whatever? Yeah, we like them to get as uh, low and explosive as possible. And so, um, coach Corsini is our, our D line, um, coach and he, he um, meets with the guys and and figures out what what allows them to get the best get off on the ball and, and get to their where they need to be the fastest. And so um, some guys will do that and they figure out the four point stance better. Um, so yeah, that's what we do. It's it's unique. It's unique, and you only got three down linemen, so it kind of sticks out. But yeah, I, I that was kind of my thought on it. it. It you'd think it'd be a little slower, but no, the guys get off the ball pretty quick. So uh, Mark, I'll let you go. Big game Friday. Uh, Saturday was pretty cool, man. A good win over uh, Bosco Tech. Uh, Notre Dame lost at home to Cincinnati. And then uh, those Bruins, those, you know, maybe overrated Bruins lost at home to Arizona State. SC's in shambles, I know. Oregon lost in overtime to Stanford. I mean, a crazy weekend for college football. 
Yeah, didn't see much to me. Watched the UCLA game, actually, uh, uh, the end of the UCLA game and a little of the Fresno State-Hawaii game. But, yeah, crazy day in college football, man. Um, just goes to show you those wins are precious and um, <laughs> and they're not easy. You know, you got you to gotta work hard for every win. So that's what we're hoping we can do this week and looking forward to it. Yeah, I stayed up late watching that Hawaii Fresno game. That was good. And, and yeah, it's so funny. You know, you look at a college football day and you're like, oh, you got the morning games, you get your afternoon, your evening. Okay, the Pac-12 after dark. And I'm like, no, there's got to be one more. And I can always count on Hawaii with that like nine o'clock kickoff. All right, Mark. Well, hey, good luck Friday. Big game. Um, we'll be texting, I'm sure, during the week. But uh, man, be- beat the Vikings, man. And for, for real fans, uh, uh, man, get out there and support uh, support the cares, man. It's going to be exciting. Thank you for all the questions too. We hope to get more of that, Mark. Mark, final thoughts? Yeah, it was great. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Um, Friday there will be tacos, so Ooh. if you want to eat some tacos early, so yeah, um, make it make it a day for it. And uh, looking forward to a big crowd and a fun night on Friday. Can't wait, Mark. Beat the Vikings. We'll chat next week. Yep. See you, Matt. Thank you. Always fun chatting with Coach Mark Carson here on the Get Home Safe podcast. We've been doing this weekly here for the past couple months, and, and I got to say it's it's been so much fun kind of diving into the football program, breaking it down, recapping and previewing opponents. I mean, this is this is what it's all about, man, and I really appreciate the alumni out there who are, uh, are tuning in on Facebook or on uh, you know, wherever you watch the game, just checking scores. I mean, I'm, this was my goal with all of this to kind of get uh, people more involved. Maybe the people that are in another state that don't get the chance to, to watch uh, games or show up at games to at least hear about the program because uh, people do care. No pun intended. The real Hondo prep cares. Uh, the alumni do care about the football program. So we're going to keep this thing going here. And uh, I love hearing from fans. Thank you, uh, Jessica and John Lee and, and Nick Gonzalez. You guys heard there three very different questions, you know, one specifically about the facilities, one about the playoff uh, chances and another about kind of the kids, the the players themselves, and then kind of the the tradition that is real football. So your questions, your topics, they really can be about anything and and send, send in those uh, voicemails and emails. I always appreciate that. It's a fun little interaction here uh, on the program, uh, the get home safe podcast program talking about the real hondo football program so uh keep those questions and topics coming guys greatly appreciate it mark loves it as well and i hope you guys enjoy hearing questions uh and things from from some of the alumni um again three very different uh time periods in rio football there from uh you know an alumni in the early 90s nick gonzalez early 2000s jessica uh sanchez uh as well she's uh by the way married to uh to, to a Hannah married into the Hannah family, a great football tradition. We got to get some Hannah's on here uh, to talk some real football. Great, re- great family indeed. Uh, so anyway, we'll get to all that eventually, but I appreciate everyone tuning in and sending in those questions. It's, it's a blast. So uh, anyway, enough of that. Let's get to our final guest of the day. Uh, our senior feature, I guess maybe we can call it that. Uh, we've had uh, two other seniors on before this Gio Ortega and uh, Damian Diaz last week. So uh, we're going to try to continue this. I don't know if it'll always work out if those guys are available on Sunday mornings or whatever, but uh, we're going to try to keep this thing going for now. So let's get to the Swiss army knife as uh, coach Carson called him uh, a senior Calvin Johnson. Okay. I'm joined by 
another senior from the Real Hondo Prep football team, Calvin Johnson. No, not Megatron from the Lions, but it is uh, Calvin Johnson of Real Hondo Prep. He wears number two on Friday nights or Saturday afternoons like yesterday. But uh, Calvin, welcome to the uh, Get Home Safe podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Calvin, have you, uh, I, I've asked your other teammates, this Gio Ortega and Damian Diaz. I mean, uh, have you guys, you guys tune into this podcast at all? Is you guys find it interesting at least? Yeah. Yeah. I've heard a few people have uh, watched it. Nice. Yeah. On YouTube uh, is a nice addition we've had here. I appreciate you joining me today. Uh, uh, um, Calvin, you guys improved to six and zero yesterday with a win over Bosco Tech. It was a little warm. I was there for the first half. You guys uh, played hard despite the heat. Um, any comments on yesterday's game? The kind of a, it was hot. I know it was a, kind of a slow start for you guys. But uh, what are your thoughts on yesterday's game? Uh, yeah, it was really hot, and um, I think it just took a few drives to get us warmed up because we're not used to being played or playing games at twelve in the afternoon um, when it's like ninety something. So yeah, it took a few drives to warm up, but. I think once we got going, then couldn't really get be stopped by them. So, yeah. Definitely, definitely, man. And uh, Calvin, most real players play both ways. You're a guy that you're kind of in the middle of everything. You play tight end mostly. You're also a, a linebacker. Um, and Coach Carson said that that you really – you're a guy that kind of – fills in everywhere if someone's hurt or you know uh, need to replacement here or a guy needs a a, a break from carrying the ball you kind of step in so what does it kind of mean to you your role on the team is kind of being the, the Swiss army knife as uh, coach Carson says yeah it's cool to me because I get to play a lot of different positions you know catch the ball run the ball and um like when Ryan McCullough couldn't play last game I stepped in at Fox and even though I'm not nearly as good as Ryan. I try my best. and But, yeah, it's cool, like, getting to be on the line at tight end and then being in the back foot up box and stepping up for the team when it's needed. Yeah, you got a lot more carries yesterday uh, with Ryan being out. Um, it, it's interesting to me. You play tight end. You, you've, you've been impressive with some, some uh, pass catches uh, throughout the season. But to get more carries – uh, yesterday, you know, that's, that's gotta be fun for you too. What, what is more fun for you carrying the ball or kind of running routes and, and catching passes? I think I actually like both equally Okay. because catching the passes, you know, usually it's, uh, like usually, usually it's like a short amount of time that you're in action, but running the ball, you know, it depends on the hole that's there, but if you break away, it's pretty fun. If you get to run into some guys, pretty fun, but yeah. I think equally what I, what I think is great about the real offense, especially is, you know, it takes the whole team as always, but the running backs really do have to block. They got to block well to, because sometimes running backs will get caught up in, you know, they're doing everything or, but, but to, to understand that it takes everybody blocking and doing a job, including them sometimes kind of, you know, blocking and running the ball. I've always thought, you know, guys should block, be blockers and run the ball as well uh, just to kind of know what it feels like and depend on each other. So uh, yeah, the running backs, all three of you guys back there at times, I mean, you got to block and, and, and be able to run to, to run the ball, right? You got to do both. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Calvin, uh, you played defense too. Uh, of course uh, you did great work as a linebacker, kind of bouncing around. Um, do, do you like uh, offense or defense better or again, kind of equal uh, like the pass catching and running the ball? I like defense better. Uh, I just think going out and hitting people and tackling is more fun. 
And I think there's just more action on defense. You're my kind of guy. Awesome stuff. Uh, another thing you do, Calvin, that I can appreciate is you're the holder on extra points, uh, field goals. That's not a glamorous position by any means, but it's something that needs to get done. And, and coach Carson, did he, I think he told me that you guys get treated to in and out if you're perfect on, on PATs. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. By uh, Mr. Clevenger. So if we go hundred percent, then he hooks us up with an in and out, but Unfortunately, we haven't been doing so well lately, so <laughs> kind of have to work on that. But we've been working. We've been working. Yeah, that's good, man. It's, it's just repetition. Yeah, the snapper, the holder, and the kicker. Those three guys are uh, just putting in the work. That's all it is. And it's cool that he does that as someone that, you know, his team lost the championship game because they, they weren't perfect on extra points. So it's cool that he does that and contributes to the program that way. But when that ball goes off the crossbar or the uh, goalpost like yesterday and maybe it went in, maybe it didn't. Are you guys bummed? Like, Oh, we don't have in and out yeah. this week. <laughs> yeah. We all kind of like watch them. We're like, ah, shoot. I didn't get out of <laughs> yeah. What's, what's your go-to, what's your go-to on the in and out order since you guys do it quite often here, I'm sure. Yeah. So double, double with everything except no tomato and then animal fries and then a pink lemonade. Okay. Okay. Fuel, uh, football fuel. That's awesome, man. I respect it. Good stuff. Uh, you Calvin, um, you know, you talked about you playing fullback yesterday. You know, your dad was a, a great fullback. Uh, Rick Johnson played, uh, you know, on a CIF championship team, one of the best athletes Rio's ever had really, uh, does, does dad ever talk about his playing days ever? Do you, ha- do you ask him or is, uh, does he kind of keep that to himself? No, nah, no, nah, he, he, he makes sure to tell us about it. Uh, <laughs> if you know him, you know, uh, yeah, I know, but, uh, it's cool. Like hearing the stories that he tells about him and like his friends playing in high school and then being able to like experience it myself. Cause like growing up, like he just told us a bunch of stories, me and my brother about playing football with his buddies and CIF stuff. And it's been cool, but like experiencing it, I think has been even cooler oh, oh definitely it's it's got to be fun for you seeing this as a young kid seeing real hondo football that's really what makes rio special is seeing it as a kid and and then growing up into uh a player on the team and you're a senior now i mean he's talked about it it's cool to experience it i mean do you feel like time has really flown by can you believe that you're a senior with a, a handful of football games left here uh hopefully more into the playoffs but has this time flown by for you yeah, time has gone pretty fast, especially with the uh, COVID last year, mm. being only being able to play only like three games. But yeah, f- like freshman year, I was like, dude, this can be a while. But like now that I'm here, I'm like, that really was pretty short, actually. So definitely, definitely. Well, you mentioned, uh, you know, your brother Colby uh, on the team. He's a sophomore alignment. I got to see him uh, in person yesterday, uh, working hard, uh, you know, tough nosed football player. It seems like what's it like playing alongside uh, your, your, your brother, your blood brother, your actual brother, we all say, Oh, you know, playing with our brothers, you know, as teammates and things, but what's it like to actually play with your brother on Friday nights? It's actually really cool. Like, it's a really good, it's a really fun, um, like going out there and taking the field with him. And then sometimes, you know, he makes a big hit, comes over me. Hey, did you see that? Kelly? Did you see that? I was like, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> and then sometimes we end up on the same tackle. I help him up. And then he's like, let's go. And then, you know, it's cool for both of us. I know. Oh man. I, I think a, a lot of us wish we could have played alongside our brothers. Some guys got those opportunities uh, and, and others, you know, did not, but it would, it would, it would have been so cool to play with my brother. I know on the same field. And so for you guys to get to do that, man, I hope you guys 
cherish that and, and enjoy every snap. Uh, so, so those are good things that happen with Colby. Is there any time, especially as an older brother, the senior where you say, Hey, why did you do that? Or, Hey, do this better. Is, are you a little critical of him sometimes too? Yeah. So uh, Colby likes to, you know, we call it pancaking people. And quite a few times he got called holding. So I'm like, Colby, you don't need to pancake someone every play. Like, I know it's fun and I know you're a big guy and you can do it. But like, if it's away from the play, if it's not necessary, don't do it because the refs like to call. He's like, like, and then most of the time, like he shows me on huddle, like after he's like, count, this wasn't even a holding. And I'm like, Colby, I'm like, it still looks like a holding. So, but yeah. Yeah, it's not always what happened. It's what it looked like. So yeah, it's it's tough. You know, those linemen, we love the linemen. Uh, they do the dirty work. And, uh, but yeah, sometimes uh, that's a bummer. Get those calls on him. But that's, that's cool. He's got his senior brother to kind of, to guide him and, and keep him humble. That's for sure. Uh, Calvin, I also want to talk about uh, just the Johnson family. I mean, you guys, you know, play on Friday nights for real Hondo. And I talked about your dad already, uh, your uncle, Randy calls the plays. He's the offensive coordinator. And then your grandfather, Randall Johnson was really the architect of real Hondo prep football kind of took it into an, another level. So, uh, I'll ask you about, um, you know, those guys, I mean, what's it like playing for, uh, your uncle and him calling plays, uh, on offense there for real Hondo. Yeah, it's cool. It's uh it's a good connection because, you know, we both know each other and, like just being out there and playing for him it's cool and like sometimes what's it called I don't know it's just it's just fun like uh sometimes he jokes with me and I could take it because he's my uncle and it's just it's just a cool like relationship we have yeah oh definitely and yeah Mr. Randy Johnson he's always uh he's always been kind of a jokester and, and teasing guys and and you know stuff like that that's what we remember I can only imagine as a nephew of his now be honest do you ever go to him and say hey you know uncle johnson come, come on let me uncle randy how about you call a play for me here let, let me run the ball here what do you think no 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 but he he gives me his uh a fair share a fair share of the carries and especially like um when i'm playing fox when the starters are out i get the ball pretty pretty good amount of time so i'm good with that quite a bit yeah hey hey uncle randy how about a how about a pass play my way you know i it doesn't even have to be during the season you know maybe in the you know last year thanksgiving or something i don't know hey let's run some more pass plays this year coach nothing like that huh i know but he makes sure he makes sure to share the ball so that's cool yeah he's a great offensive coordinator and uh, was a great football player himself as a quarterback uh again just a, a staple in the program really his his uh his legacy really from his football teams were great. And then, and then your grandfather, I know he, he's no longer with us. Um, but is, is it special really to know that your grandfather really was the mastermind of kind of the birth of real Hondo prep football being as, as popular as it is? Yeah, it is cool. Like I was pretty young when he got six. So I don't really remember much, but just knowing that he started this legacy of real Hondo football and was like the person behind it is pretty cool and playing on Friday nights knowing that is uh pretty special to me yeah yeah when you wear the the real hondo uniform and you know you're, you're not just uh you know the real hondo name but the johnson name it's synonymous really with real hondo football so uh yeah you and your brother both have a uh, tremendous responsibility really to carry on that legacy and i think you guys have done a great job uh, watching both of you uh, you know like you said time flies and so uh, real hondo prep football is is very special 
uh, to guys like me and, and alumni and everything. Uh, what do you make of Rio Hondo prep football being a senior now? What has playing for Rio meant to you? I think the, um, the brotherhood, brotherhood uh, built by playing football, like most people don't think it's much, but going out, the, going, going out on the field with um, your buddies every Friday night, it's pretty special and builds uh, character between us and bonds us pretty well. So that's pretty cool. And um, I think just the typical smaller Rio football team is cool, like being up big schools and it just shows our toughness. So, yeah. absolutely, man. Great, great. Uh, yeah, well said. Uh, when you were a kid watching Rio games, uh, do you did you have a favorite player or, or a few guys maybe that stood out when you were a kid or in junior high or whatever? Do you do you remember that far back? Yes, yeah, so I remember being on field one at Rio Hondo Prep at the school when the games were played over there, and I remember Alex Tycho. Uh, being my favorite player and because he wore number three and I wore number three in a uh, carry youth league so yeah nice nice yeah he was a stud running back the, the great Tyco family both both mm-hmm. uh both uh, Nate and Alex great football players for Rio but yeah uh, that dude was fast man he, it reminded me him and JG very similar just get through the hole and he'd be gone but yeah uh, that's that's awesome that's what it's all about man and, and I'm sure there's kids now watching you and, and your teammates who, uh, in, you know, in 10 years are going to be saying, oh, yeah, I remember watching Calvin Johnson. He was mm. he was one of my favorite players. Uh, number, You don't wear number three anymore? Number two, I think. Does someone else have number three, or did it not just come in the jerseys? Uh, no. So last year we got new jerseys, and Andy Lang took number three, and so I had number two. So he was a senior, so he got uh, priority over that. So this year I just decided to stick with number two, um, and Nate Curtis actually wears number three freshman. But, yeah, I just – I don't know. I've always worn number three, but I've always liked number two too. So yeah, might that, as well just that John, with it. the Johnson, uh, a number, Rick, I think Rick uh, was three, I think. So yeah. yeah, it's cool, man. Be your own, be your own guy. I like that. I like that rocking number two Look, looking good out there. Uh, Calvin, uh, you know, football season is going to end here eventually. Uh, unfortunately, um, high school is going to end unfortunately, uh, for you, but, uh, you know, what are your plans after high school? What are your thoughts of uh, maybe pursuing or going into uh, what's on your mind come, uh, you know, when, when June comes around, when it's graduation time? Uh, my plan is go to a university and study kinesiology and hopefully become a physical therapist or athletic trainer, something in that field. Okay. That's awesome, man. What, what schools are you looking at? Uh, CBU. So Cal Baptist university, APU, Cal States um, nearby. I, staying home okay very nice yeah some great options there uh great private school uh private schools the cal states i know your mom went to long beach state uh i th- i think so uh yep. you don't want to do that if you go to cal state go to cal state fullerton man let, let me tell you but better school i think all right all right <laughs> i'm talking with your mom soon here in a podcast i think uh, so i'll we'll be we'll be chatting about that and i'll tease her but uh, no athletic training that's that's very cool what what kind of gives you the passion to uh to do that and pursue that uh, I think just helping others in a sports environment is pretty cool to me. And I've always grown up playing sports. So still being connected to that, I think is just something I want to pursue. That's awesome, man. And you know what, you know, back to your uncle, he was, he, this is what he pursued. He was an athletic trainer, uh, was part of football programs. And, uh, you know, he, he, I'm sure he can definitely give you some, some insight 
uh, on what to do and things. Uh, Kevin Scarpio, real Hondo grad. He's an athletic trainer now uh, doing great things. Uh, he's been on the podcast before. So yeah, you've got some, some uh, definite resources you can go to and, and pursue that. So what, what would be the dream job then? If you could be an athletic trainer anywhere, where would it be? Uh, probably a big, probably a big college uh, football team, but probably more realistic high school. So, okay. That's awesome, man. Well, well, Calvin, I appreciate you jumping on the program uh, with me chatting about uh, Rihondo football, the Johnson legacy and everything. And I wish you guys nothing but the best. What uh, big game Friday night, a uh, big, huge game, Campbell hall nope. Vikings, your, your final homecoming game uh, ever. And uh, man, what do you, what do you think about Campbell hall coming in? Oh, we're fired up. We're fired up for a good game. Uh, we haven't had a, a decent game yet. So we're all pumped and um, we know it's going to take a lot and it's going to take everyone uh, giving their full effort. So we're excited. I can't wait, man. It's going to be fun. Um, yeah, it's a, it's probably going to be the toughest opponent you guys face this season, at least in the regular season. And uh, I know you guys are up for it. You know, continue to work hard and uh, and get it done. So um Calvin, thanks for joining us. Good luck on Friday, man, and uh, beat the Vikings. Thank you. Take care, Calvin. Good luck with everything. All right, you too. Thanks a lot, Calvin Johnson, for joining us on the podcast this morning. Hope to have more of his senior teammates uh, here on the program the next few weeks as well. And, uh, yeah, the Johnson family, special people. They're Rick and Valerie, uh, great parents, uh, the Johnson Randy, we talked about uh, his uncle and, of course, the, the legacy from Randall Johnson, the architect of Real Hondo football, if you will. Just uh, special, special people, great name, synonymous with Real Hondo prep football. So appreciate Calvin uh, spending the time with me uh, today and uh, wish him nothing but the best. Continue the great work on those, those holds on the PATs, uh, you know, playing linebacker and, you know, blocking and catching passes uh, out there. Uh, on the real hondo prep football field so good luck calvin good luck to real hondo this friday man it's going to be an exciting game can't wait hopefully there's some real hondo magic you always need that when going up against an opponent who might be a little bit better than you uh you know on on paper anyway uh so we'll, we'll see what happens can't wait to look at that game when i get home friday night watch it on film and uh and talk about it next weekend with coach carson and hopefully another senior so uh guys that'll wrap up today's show i appreciate everyone for tuning in and for our uh, three alumni who tuned in or for sending questions, excuse me, John Lee, Jessica, Hannah, and Nick Gonzalez for uh, writing out some, uh, some emails there and sending in their questions and topics. Guys, I encourage you, please do that. We, we like the interaction. Send us a voicemail. There, there's links at the bottom of the episode here, and you can always see that on uh, social media. I usually post something before the game uh, on Friday nights or, or whenever the games are. But uh, yeah, look for those links. We'd love to hear voicemails. If not, emails. You can text me, shoot me a message on Facebook, whatever. And as you guys saw today, the questions and the topics, they can be pretty much anything. So love to hear from you, uh, alumni, parents, anybody out there. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun to have other people heard on this podcast than just me rambling away. So Coach Carson, appreciate the time. Uh, and uh, good luck next week to Real Hondo Prep. Uh, guys, there's many ways to follow the Get Home Safe podcast, Facebook, and Instagram pages are Get Home Safe Podcast. Our Twitter handle is Get Home Safe Pod, and our email address to send in those questions and topics is Get Home Safe Podcast at yahoo.com. My plan this week is to have a show on Wednesday. It'll probably be just me reacting to NFL and college from over the weekend and making some predictions going into next weekend. There's some big boxing news. 
you know, that, that it has occurred the past week or so. So I do want to get into some boxing. If you get a chance, just uh, briefly talk about uh, some fights that have happened, some fights that will be happening this upcoming weekend, big one between Fury and Wilder Fury, Fury Wilder three should be exciting. And then uh, Manny Pacquiao retiring. I have some thoughts on that. So a lot of things to talk about. I'll try to get to that Wednesday on a quick, like 30, 45 minute show. And then Friday, we're going to be joined by Katrina Gazarian. She is uh, works in HR. She has her own podcast. She's a former basketball official. That's where I met her. Uh, so she has a, an interview we've recorded that I think you guys will like just something that uh, is a little different, different perspective, different, uh, different topics that uh, maybe I don't usually cover here, but looking for, again, wide range of guests, wide range of topics here on the podcast. That's what we're doing on Fridays and have recorded with some great people here uh, recently that uh, I'm going to continue to do stockpile episodes for our Friday episodes uh, here on the get home safe podcast. Thanks for the support guys. Always appreciate it. Uh, Subscribe on YouTube. If you haven't subscribe to this podcast, rate review, all that good stuff that uh, helps me along the way. So guys have a great rest of your week. Awesome game on Friday. If you can't get to the game, be sure to tune in on Facebook live Real Hondo Prep page is Real Hondo Prep football page, but where they post the game live, Robert Bray does a great job of this. Real Hondo Prep, just Real Hondo Prep. Follow that page and you'll get the updates when it goes live. Real Hondo Prep football, that's a separate page where you get you know articles and, and uh, pictures and things of that nature. But if you can't make it out to the game, definitely tune in on Facebook and it'll be you'll be able to watch it after the game too if you can't make it at seven o'clock or whatever. So some options there. Hopefully uh, Carefield is rocking. But uh, if you can't, again, tune in on Facebook, guys. Go Cares. Beat the Vikings. Guys, have a great rest of your week. Can't wait for the game Friday. But as always, guys, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or round in third base, get home safe. Mm-hmm.